What's up, everybody? Happy fucking Wednesday. It's hump day. Oh, the weekend's almost here. Uh, I think we're supposed to get snow again tomorrow if you're in the southeast or in the northeast or whatever, the mid-Atlantic area. It's supposed to snow again tomorrow and Saturday. We just got hit over the weekend. Now we're getting hit again. It's not supposed to be as bad tomorrow, but, uh, you know. Stay safe. Roads always get crazy because people don't know how to fucking drive. Um, so, yeah, just stay safe. But um, tonight we're going to have some fun with a band out of West Virginia. And we're going to talk to them and a whole lot more once we get back from that intro. In life and in music, there is always a dark side. Whether the truth is something you don't want to tell or something somebody doesn't want to hear, these are those stories. The Black Rose Media proudly presents the dark side of music. And welcome, everybody, to the dark side of music. I am the great and powerful king of kings, emperor of all that is awesome. Derek, how the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful January 19th of the year? That is 2020 part two. Ah, Welcome to a hump day Wednesday edition of the show here on Rock Rage Radio and everywhere podcasts are found. Ah, Hope you all are enjoying your week. And like I said, stay safe on the roads out there if you're getting snow. Um, winter ain't over yet. Still got a few more months of that shit, so you never know. We've gotten snowstorms in April before, so just, just again, be safe out there. People are crazy. Um, nothing crazy has really happened since Bob Saget died. So, things are starting to look up. So, you know, maybe, 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 you know, Bob Saget was our final sacrifice in order to get back to normal. Is, G- is is he the new Jesus? Because that would be pretty cool. Bob Saget is Jesus. I probably just offended thousands and thousands of people. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyway, band I have tonight, like I said, is out of West Virginia. And has an album out right now by the name of... <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't even talk today. It is a self-titled album. Um... Lots of good stuff coming off of this, and we're going to go ahead and play one right now, and it's going to be called The One Who Falls. So, when I get back, we'll bring them on. So here is Happy Hour Homicide, like I said, out of West Virginia, with the song, The One Who Falls. Oh, 
The One Who Falls by the band Happy Hour Homicide. Let's go ahead and bring on the guys behind the band. Y'all can go ahead and unmute yourselves. What's up, everybody? How are you doing? What's up? Oh. How's things in lovely West Virginia? No, it's snowy, slushy, horrible. Tall. <laughs> Normal. Perfect day to write metal. It's the same shit here in, in Maryland, so I feel you. You ain't too far away. Not really. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Frederick, Maryland, so not too far at all. Yeah, it's like half hour from where I used to live. Yeah, I love it here. I just moved here from uh, Northern Virginia, so... Not too far of a drive, but so about a half, about 45 minutes away from where I used to live. But I love it here in Maryland much more than I did in Virginia. Lancaster? Uh, no, I was in Leesburg, Virginia. Yeah. It's a lot more expensive down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I live in Martinsburg. So, um,. Again, welcome to the show, and I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to do this. Because um, I always love meeting bands I haven't talked to before, and you know, just expanding, you know, my uh, my little black book of bands that I know, um, and getting you guys as much exposure as I possibly can. Because that's what the show is all about is 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 you guys. It's about that. Um, Thank you. And uh, so, for those who don't know, um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about yourselves and introduce yourselves. I'm Keith. I play guitar. Pat Crumbs. Steve. I play. Vo- or I do vocals. You play vocals. Yeah, I play. Oh, it's an instrument. It's an instrument. I'm Andy. I play guitar. Joey. I play bass. So, um, you guys have one album out right now. Um, it's called. Hol- say what now? It's called Hollow Point Epiphany. Oh, well, and Amazon Music has it listed wrong. Uh, <laughs> it, has it, list, it has it listed as a self-titled. That works as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wrong thing. But yeah, um, it is listed as a self-titled, but whatever. Same difference. Um, but... Um, so where have you guys, you know, been up to during the pandemic? Where do you guys, um, what's your guys' goals for this year? We're going to start off basic with the stupid questions first. Uh, well, we're working on getting another album put together at the moment and getting it recorded this year. Uh, that's a pretty good start. Another music video. I want to do at least a two-week tour. That's pretty much a goal for me. Are you guys submitting to any festivals? Yeah, we submitted to Metal in the Mountains and Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Nice. I'll be at both. Nice. Nice. I did Blue Ridge last year. I did not do Metal in the Mountains last year. Um, I found out about it a little bit too late and didn't get a chance to submit. Uh, But I will definitely be there this year. Um, Hell of a lineup last year. Um, Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see what the lineup is this year. It's going to be fucking badass. That is a good fucking show in Metal of the Mountains. And Blue Ridge was fucking phenomenal as well. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on with all that. So who knows what's going to happen with Blue Ridge. But um, 
Metal of the Mountains will definitely be a good one. Definitely be a good one. So I wish it's you... just good bands that play down here. It's just good to you know, <laughs> I guess to know when yeah, like Last year here. it was amazing for me to see Dino. I mean, like that was yeah, amazing. like that was like, like gold. Bands like Soulfly, like they they never come down like you know this far West Virginia. They always have to travel to like North Carolina or like up to Huntington. But that's what made it even cooler. Just far down the road, so much better. I, I've never seen Soulfly, so that's something I got to do. Oh, it's killer. That's on my bucket list. They had, was, they had Dino from Fear Factory filling in, so it was like an actual, had a little mix of Fear Factory and Soulfly. Yeah. Didn't they even play a couple Fear Factory songs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's badass. I like it when bands do that shit. Um, yeah. it, it, it cross-promotes each other, and then it also, you know, something unexpected for the fans and a little bit of fun, too. That's great. Um, so what have you guys been up to during the pandemic? I mean, a lot of different bands have been, you know, you know, they were writing, they were doing this. Some of the bands were just chilling and kind of, you know, relaxing. Um, some were doing virtual shows. Some were just doing, I mean, every band was doing something different. Um, doesn't matter how big or small, everybody was doing something different. What have you guys been up to? And, um, and how did you guys, you know, keep, you know, the band going during the pandemic? Oh, we were pretty busy. Yeah, we were pretty busy. Yeah, we, we, didn't uh, play, we didn't play it safe, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did show after show after show. Did our album, recorded a video. Pretty much all. That's, that's yeah. It was all 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Like, we've been constantly getting it. Going 150 miles an hour. <laughs> Lots of stuff was canceled because of you know, the rarness stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of canceled shows, but we found a lot that were. Yeah, that's a fact. And, and that's what matters, right? I mean, it's just, you know, as long as you can get back, you know, get out there and, you know, get in front of some new people and some of your old people and, you know, fans or whatever, you know, getting getting that playtime, you know, um, getting the band, you know, even more cohesive, um, getting the the sound, you know, perfected and doing all this other stuff, you know, making sure that, you know, you guys are out there busting your asses in order to grow is what matters, you know? Oh, yeah. Very, important. very, very important. It is. I mean, ours kind of stops all that sometimes, but hopefully it slows down this year. <laughs> hopefully it slows down. Hopefully it does. I mean, but who fucking knows at this point? Um, the only thing so far that's been good um that's come um this year so far with the pandemic is the cdc you know you know shortened the quarantine time to five days so that's kind of nice um so we're not we're out of that 14 day woods thankfully so joey's in quarantine quarantine right now is that why he's not there I just figured it was a bassist yeah. thing, you know. You, you guys don't need the bassist around, so. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes is when people go, you know, yeah, I'm in the band. Well, what do you do? I'm in the, I play bass. I thought you said you were in the band. Um, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite horrible dad jokes ever. Um, I have a I have a friend Matt who plays in the band Seasons. And every time I see a bass joke, I send him the meme and he laughs at it. It's funny as shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much at the end of the day, I mean, what it's all about. You know, in 2022, hell, even in 2020 and before, before uh, the pandemic, getting into the music business now for money is almost... Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the one thing that you can do is still grow. Oh, yeah. And you can it's get, about, you can be heard. It's all about fans and being heard. Yeah. Seeing your name in other places. Say that one more time. Seeing your name everywhere. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what matters is getting that because the more people you reach, the more people you help. Because especially with, you know, the messages in some, inside some of the songs um, that you write, I'm sure, and other bands write, you know, you want to make sure that there's a message that gets heard, whether it's a mental health message, it's a, 
you know, you can get through this type thing or, hey, you know, I just went through a really bad time and, you know, you know, whatever the case might be, um, those messages need to get heard because the, the biggest part about um, music, in my opinion, is hearing those stories from thousands of different <coughs> people and knowing that you're not alone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I so. Music is a source, man, to, to, to vent out, you know. I'm going through something or if I'm just having fun or whatever I'm doing when I'm listening to music, mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, sure. kind of balances me. You know, and I relate to what I hear in music and, and it's just the ability to pass it on, really. Like heavy, angry music calms me down. Like <laughs> just <laughs> gives the, the hyper mind a little something to focus on other than, you know, oh, look, it's a squirrel. Like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah um i know that feeling all too well um you're not wrong you know because the uh, i've said this before and you know um i'll say it again overall the metal community is a generally happy community and we are a bunch of happy people that love angry fucking music yeah generally yeah um and, and that's another thing that's great about um about this is when people get exposed to the community aspect of things that's when people really truly understand what metal is all about um i've told this story a bunch of times on my show and i'll tell it again because you know new listeners and new bands and whatever else um when i was at blue ridge last year i was going to see the band bad flower and i was coming from backstage and i saw a security guard just kind of chilling he kind of looked kind of bored because nothing was really going on and I was just, I just chatted him up. I was like, hey, how's it going? You know, whatever else. Anyone being a dick to you, you know, just kind of whatever, just, you know, whatever. And he was like, actually, he goes, I know you're just being, you know, funny, but I got to tell you something. I have never been to a metal festival before. Our security company, you know, only does usually pop and rap festivals and concerts and stuff like that. And this is the first metal festival we've ever been to as well. And I have never seen a greater community of people and family than I have in these last three days. And I was like, fuck, that is pretty fucking cool to hear. And I love hearing that kind of stuff because that's what this, this community is all about is, is community. It's about family. It's about spreading that positive message and so on and so forth. And it's, it's really cool when, you know, more bands are wanting to get into that scene and more people want to get into that scene because that's what this is all about. Yeah, Couldn't I, agree more. I know my genres of music and there's not really a better... Yeah, you're not going to find a better environment than metal. It just—it's—it's it's weird because yeah, we get angry. But... All wins, one big happy fucked up family. <laughs> like if you're at a hate breach show or something and you're in a mosh pit, and you get knocked down by like some six foot four biker looking dude, like people help you up. Like yeah. it's not just you know. That's like, hey, oh, get back yeah. so we can do it again. Yeah. Like they're there. They're there to, they're there to release stuff. <laughs> you know that they've had during the week and. That one show, they're letting all that out. But at the same time, you know, it's like kind of like watching out for everybody there. It's wonderful. Hell yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure everyone's, you know, anyone that's in the music, you know, into music follows some of the, you know, fan pages for DWP or, you know, the different festivals around the country. And one of the, the most pictured person last year um, that went to like pretty much as, as many festivals as I can remember was the uh, the Santa Claus guy who dressed up as Santa Claus at all the different festivals. He was a probably a 75, 80 year old man, um, you know, tiny little dude, you know, maybe five foot five, maybe a buck 25, buck 30 at the most. And he was crowd surfing. He was doing this, doing that. And at one point, like he actually got. No, that was, that was Jesus. No, that was Jesus. <laughs> no, no. The, the Jesus story, I was there for that one. That was, don't, yeah, may, yeah, Mayhem Jesus got his ass, you know, handed to him by a security guard, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not Darren Perry, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Darren, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm friends with Darren. He's a good guy. I haven't got to meet him yet, but I've seen him a lot. Yeah, him and I smoked a lot of weed at Blue Ridge together. Oh, yeah. That was nice. <laughs> I think I did see him at uh, Metal in the Mountains. Yeah, I did. Never mind. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think, yeah. All right. Yeah, he was at Metal in the Mountains, too. Yeah. He was a little drunk at the end of the day on that one. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus walking around drunk. 
Yeah. He's a, such great. he is such a good dude though. Um, he is he has that same mentality that I do. He just loves to promote bands and promote music and positivity. He's just a that dude is an amazing fucking guy. Um, Jesus, love four shows. <laughs> he wants to hit me. He's more than welcome. Jesus is a good dude. He's a good fucking guy. Darren, if you're listening, love you, man. Um, but uh, hey, Jesus. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll text him and tell him that we talked and we talked about him in the show. He'll love it. <laughs> um, but, but again, going back to what we were saying, um, yeah, it, it's really is. You know, the metal community will do that kind of stuff. Like I said, we were talking about the Santa Claus guy. You know, at one point he got dropped um, and everyone immediately rushed in and picked him up and helped him up and make sure he was okay and so on and so forth. And, you know, he was at, you know, Welcome to Rockville in Daytona. He was here. He was there. He was every fucking where. But, you know, that's, you know, the variety of type of people that we have. We have everyday businessmen who love being stockbrokers and we got a guy who dresses up as Santa Claus. Um, There's also a group of people that love dressing up as the Ninja Turtles. I saw that, too. There was... It was it was a fucking hot in September at, at Blue Ridge and these guys were in full fucking Ninja Turtle outfits for four days. They, they had to have started to stank <laughs> after a while. Um like after day one. Because I actually I think I, I think I saw him at uh Welcome to Rockville too, so you know damn well that's fucking hot in Florida walking around in that for twelve fucking hours. Um <laughs> But um, back to what I was saying, though, um, you're, you are right. This, this is the biggest loving community, whether it's, you know, the advocacy thing for LGBTQ, whether it's the advocacy for mental health, whether it's the advocacy for this or that or the other thing. Metal is the, the most outspoken when it comes to advocacy, period, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't put up with any kind of like bullying or hate or anything like that. Like everybody stands up for one another. It's just one big family. Except for the bassists. Except for the bassists. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for the bassists. Bassists is nice. Get no love, man. The bassists get no love. We have our own little group, though. It's cool. Like we get together and cry. You get All together right. in the basement. You have to get together and cry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the cage. Uh, <laughs> Like, you know, we have a basic support group. We meet once a week. <laughs> BA anonymous. Exactly. Andy knows. He knows. Scott knows. I play some bass. So I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> that's just to help with your anxiety. Yeah, that too. Yep, helps me through it. <laughs> um, just a group of crazy motherfuckers. And, and that's what I love. Um, I love a group of crazy motherfuckers because that's what breeds the best music sometimes. You know, um, where there's no limitations and you guys will just sit down and do what you got to do and, you know, and then help each other through it and whatever else. And it's just what comes out comes out. And whether it's and when it's not super refined is when it's the is the best as well. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like, I personally, myself, I enjoy the times when you're sitting there writing the song, but you're getting aggravated about it. I actually like the aggravation of it because it means I'm actually getting something done. Okay. Yeah, very much so. Um, and Say what? It don't help he has the attention span of a gnat. Nothing wrong with that either. And then you can write 10 songs in 10 minutes and just be like, hey, you know, or 10 riffs in 10 minutes. And be I, like, hey. I'll write 10 songs in 10 minutes, but I don't remember none of them. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you start recording those riffs on your phone. Just don't lose it like Kirk Hammett did. But he keeps telling me that. There's, like, my whole phone is almost filled up full of, like, little videos and, like, you know, audio files, just riffs. I'll probably never use most of them, but they're there. <laughs> like, like they're there. Yep, slowing my phone down. Like I said, just uh, make sure you back them up to the cloud and don't lose that phone. I know. I had a laptop that I had. I used to have some recording software on, made all kinds of cool stuff. 
and then it just crashed one day out of the blue, jacked up and lost all that. So I yeah. back up things. That um that sound <laughs> and I like to make this joke too because it's fucking hilarious when I talk about this, um, is the fact that, you know, back in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen when uh, Metallica was writing and getting uh, hardwired done, Kirk Hammett didn't have lost. any. He lost his fucking phone and yeah. lo- didn't have any contributions. James was like, "Sorry, we're done writing now. You can't contribute." And he's yeah. like, "Oh well, fuck it. I'll just write for the next song." <laughs> um, That's crazy. That that is a fucking funny ass story. Um, but it, it just goes to show you that you know, at the end of the day. You know, we don't know what really happened in that that room after that was all said and done. We don't know if Kurt got pissed or whatever. But the story that came out, you know, they were like, you know, they they were laughing about it. And after 40 years, they're still they still act like brothers. They still act like family. And, you know, they have their hard times. You know, James just went back, you know, just got out of rehab again and so on and so forth. But they're still there for each other. They're still there. And I, I only wish more bands could be like that. I mean, I talked about this the other day with another band. You know, you know, nobody in in Aerosmith likes Steven Tyler anymore. You know, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger fucking hate each other. You know, Paul Stanley and, you know, Gene Simmons haven't liked each other since the 70s. You know, there's so many different examples of this stuff. That's when they just that's exactly that's exactly right. It's just about the money. It's no longer about the fans, it's no longer about the enjoyment of it. Um, it's a just did about the money. Axel Rose? What Axel Rose did what? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what that. Axel Rose, he was egotistical maniac, you know. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not just about the money. I mean, there you go, poster boy for that. Yeah, you know they didn't talk for what twenty years, him and Slash. Yeah, something like, yeah, that. Something like that. What's like you mentioned Metallica? Do you remember uh, Ontario? I think the show that um. That James got burned with the the pyrotechnics. Yep, in the, oh, yeah. in the riot, and yeah, yeah, oh, Axel got pissed because people were chanting for Metallica, and Axel just like took his whole band off stage and went and play. And that's when the riots erupted. Yeah, and uh, and I remember watching the documentary on that. Kirk went backstage, or Lars went backstage, and I said, "Hey, why aren't you fucking out there playing?" And he's sitting there smoking a cigarette and drinking a glass of wine, going, "My throat hurts." Yeah. yeah no, champagne. It was, it was champagne he was drinking. Champagne, yeah. Yeah. Behind the music. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this goes back to, and that was what, early 90s? Yeah, yeah it was like 90, God, 94, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, that just, that just shows you the type of turmoil that bands had, you know. But again, they stuck around for the money. And yeah. now it, we've got to get out of that mentality. Um, it's about well, if you're, if you're a metal. You're not in it for the money. Uh, like, <laughs> like, make some money. It's cool. It's a plus. It's a perk. It is a lot of money, but you don't you're definitely make there just to let people hear what you created mm-hmm. and hope somebody likes it. You know? Oh yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what exactly. And that's what it needs to be about. It needs to be about that love for the music, because the moment that dies, the that is when the band dies, you know. Oh, yeah. Um. But we'll talk more about that here in a moment. But we're gonna go ahead and play another song. Um. Just show you guys off here a little bit, and um. We will be back here in a moment after the song and a word from our sponsors. So here is. The song, where'd it go? I lost it. There it is. Here's a song, Familiar Face, by the band Happy Hour Homicide.
Huge shout out to my sponsor for tonight for sponsoring tonight's episode, Freeze Pipe. Smoking cannabis doesn't have to hurt. And for colder, bigger hits, you gotta check out Freeze Pipe. Freeze Pipe makes a freezable line of pipes, bubblers, bongs, and more. The secret is their freezable glycerin chambers. Pop one of these chambers in the freezer for one hour, and as your smoke passes through this icy chamber, it's instantly cooled by over 300 degrees. The results will shock you, and you'll notice bigger, smoother hits without the throat burn or intense coughing. Most people use freeze pipe report way less coughing, but everyone reports these are the smoothest bong rips ever. Smoking this good doesn't have to break the bank either. Stop overpaying for bongs that leave you with that dragon throat and come to the icy side. If you're ready to take bigger hits without the chest burn or that throat burn, go to freezepipe.com and use code SUCK for 10% off your next order. That's thefreezepipe.com and use code SUCK for 10% off anything in the store. Freezepipe.com, code SUCK. And we are back. Hello again. Yo, yo. Has to be the best promo code ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when they... uh, Work for dabs. When they they bought the the spot on my show, I had a different show name. And uh, so they just kind of went with the old show name. Um... So I, I, that's, that's where the code comes from. So it's code suck S U C K. That's it. (laughs) You know, Hey, whatever. (laughs) Hey, you know, anything that makes smoking weed easier. I'm all about it. The question is, does it work for dabs? I actually, I do believe they do have dabs on there. 
They have, a, they have a really good fucking selection on that on that on their website, phrasepipe.com. Check it out. Definitely. Code suck. <laughs> um yeah, I mean that's another thing that this community does really well is smoke weed. <laughs> Actually I think you know that's every music community. So <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think we we we're separated that way. No. Ninety five percent of America now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish it would be straight up recreational everywhere. In a few years, it will be. In time. In time. Um, I'm just happy that I live in Maryland now, to where I can at least get it medicinally. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like that here now. Yeah, it's like that here now. Yeah. Um, it's been medicinal in, in Virginia for a while, but they have like no dispensaries at all, so I couldn't I couldn't get it for a while. Um, it's, uh, it's decriminalized in Virginia too, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. no. It now, now it's straight up legal, um, but you can't sell it or buy it until like 2024. You can't in Richmond, Virginia, Portsmouth, Virginia, and somewhere else. There's not many. Not many at There's... all. And there wasn't any in Northern Virginia at all. Oh, yeah. You got to drive, like, in the middle. Yeah. Um, smoking weed, you know, is one of those things I am a huge advocate for, um, especially for mental health stuff. Um, a lot of people abuse it. That's not. Let's be real. Um, but at the same time, you know, people abuse prescription drugs too but you know mental health i I, i'm a firm believer in in cannabis for huge especially for um, anxiety and stuff like that so anytime a cannabis company wants to come on my show let's fucking go i'm all about it oh yeah i feel you (laughs) you consider the one opiate receptor in your brain as opposed to your whole body being filled with cannabinoid receptors and Uh, yeah okay yeah it might make sense why people use it oh absolutely i mean that and um mushrooms and lsd you know have had you know huge you know effects on medicinal reasons you know in lab tests but because you know johnson and johnson and pfizer and all those other companies out there have their fucking hand in everything they're like how can we make money off of that oh we can't so never mind fuck it I think it's funny for COVID tests. (laughs) Like, for real. They literally make you pay to get COVID tested now. Not here. Oh, it's it's coming then. It is here already. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is. Wow. A lot of places. Like, Walgreens and places like that, you have to pay for it. I know that the... There's a government website that just opened up, a federal website where you can order like four free at-home tests. I think it is. Yeah, they just released that today. Yeah, is that did that just come out today? Okay. Yeah. I remember. At least can't hear you today. I think it was nationwide. I'm pretty sure that website crashed pretty fast today. <laughs> With how many people jumped on that shit? Give me my test. Give me my test. Yeah. You said you that right? test sucks. I don't know why anybody wants. <laughs> I've had, I think I've had three tests, only done three, and they are the did fucking worst, brain? huh? Did they fill your brain with yours? Because I did mine. <laughs> it felt like they were digging in there. I mean, Jesus. That one, was like here. I used to go around that very outside here, no, now uh, they went. They went to China with mine. <laughs> they like the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. So much there was blood on the end of it. Oh, yeah. I'm not your brains are too loose. <laughs> yeah. My brain only works on two things. Coffee and metal. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good combination. That's what, that's what I live on. Coffee and metal. Rock on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, again, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, when it comes down to music is we talked about this in the first part, but 
it, it's that that reaching a new audience. It's that reaching new new people and making sure that you're heard. Um, when people hear your music, what do you want them to hear? That's a, it's a hard one. I want to hear. Let Joey say a few stuff. words. Basis hasn't spoke much. Yeah, <laughs> You're allowed to talk, Joey. Hear more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. I want to hear more cowbell. <laughs> I think a song's just kind of like books are, man. You're going to hear whatever you hear whenever you're in that moment, depending on your mood, your mind frame. Uh, a song will mean something different to you every time if you're, you know, depending on how you are mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally. All this. I just want to make the world headbang. Just be something good to listen to in the car. I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> um, I mean, really, like I just like to drive around at night and just listen to tunes like when no one else is on the road because I can't sleep ever, and <laughs> and I just drive around and listen to music. It's the most peaceful thing in the world to me. So even if it's like Cannibal Corpse, you know, like it's still peaceful because it just I go to bed with the metal channel on. Yeah, it makes it's me relax, and go to sleep as long as people enjoy it. I used to, I used to go to sleep to a mix of all the metal songs that I loved in acoustic version. Ooh, that's that's a nice little thing. Yeah. yeah, I had a nice little mix of just all my I favorite got, songs, acoustic versions. When my daughter was a baby, I bought her those, uh, you know, those Metallica but for babies albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Baby albums from Metallica. Yeah, dude, it's like ding, 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 ding. I have nothing else matters. Actually, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing else matters is one of those songs that you know has been you know can be can be redone in many different ways and still sound a fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Did you hear? Did any of y'all hear um, or listen to any of the the uh, the thirtieth anniversary last year of Black at all? Any of the songs? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah. I, was, I did. There was a um, a version of Nothing Else Matters done by Elton John and um, and Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Tag Gray, Miley Cyrus, and Elton John. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. That was one of the most beautifully haunting versions of that song I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> hey, another good. There's a little girl on YouTube. Her name is Jaden. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, what yeah. is her last name? I want to say Smith. No, it's Jaden Smith. Oh, God. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. That's not the same guy. That's a dude. <laughs> That's Will Smith's yeah. son. Yeah. Hold on, I'll get there. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, it's good that if you're like a metal band, you can still make a song that's like that. You know, like it can. It doesn't just have to be played. You know, ten full volume all the time. Yeah, like you actually have one that can be reinterpreted and still kind of, you know, relays the same kind of message and feel of the song. Yeah, one of my favorite examples of that is the southern rock slash metal band um, Blackstone Cherry. Mm -hmm. um, they released... Jaden Raleigh. Huh? Jaden Raleigh's version of Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. Jaden Riley. I'll have to look that up. Um, it is awesome. I'll have to look that up. Sing, she can sing. She can sing. But, um, what was I saying? Um <laughs> Oh, uh, Black, Blackstone Cherry. So Blackstone Cherry, yeah. about 10, 15 years ago, released a song. And I cannot remember the life of me what the name of the fucking song was. But Florida Georgia Line covered it. And that became their biggest fucking hit ever. Uh, oh, Stay. The song Stay. Um, was originally a Blackstone Cherry song. And it didn't, know, didn't go well for them. But, you know, Florida Georgia Line was like, hey. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and use it, and then that became their biggest song ever. And they didn't do anything else after that, but still, you know. Um, yeah, they, 
<laughs> they did. They they were they were really up high and then really down low, really fast. I I don't even know if they're still together. I don't follow country, but hey, like what was it? What, like throwing fairs five years ago? They played here for six years. They yeah, it was uh, uh, last uh, what is it? Second Chance Rocks or whatever that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they there's Nelly in Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, also, like 2000, uh, 2014, maybe? Something okay. like that? One of those years. Yeah. And then, wasn't Florida Georgia Line part of that Billy Ray Cyrus Nelly thing? The, the, um, the fucking horse song, or whatever that was fucking called? Old Town Road? Save a horse ride a cowboy? Um, I have no it idea. Was, that it wasn't Nelly. It was shit. <laughs> That. Little Nas. No, it wasn't Nas. It was Nas. Was it Nas? I think it was. No. Wasn't even. Wasn't even. Old Town Road. No, no, it was Little Nas X. Yeah. I thought it was. It oh was Little Na- Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay, uh, Florida Georgia Line wasn't a part of that, but. Um. <laughs> I mean, I want to interject with something real quick a while ago. Like, I just might mention, like, Will Smith's kid or whatever. <laughs> okay. And I'm a little behind. I meant to say it then, but um, the band Wicked Wisdom with Jada Pinkett Smith. Is anybody yeah, listening to them? I saw them at Ozfest like 2005. I remember that. 2005 yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah, I was at that one. Like, Thing. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, seeing that, like, I had no idea Will Smith's wife was like the front woman of a metal band, and then seeing Wicked Wisdom, but it was 2005 Charlotte Ospass. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs> Were you okay. there? Yeah. Like, there? No shit, really? <laughs> yeah, me and, me, uh, me and Tracy and um, Tracy's girlfriend at the time was there. Oh, cool. Because uh, Blasco, uh, the bass player for Rob Zombie. Uh, Blasco was a big Blitzkid fan, so we got on the guest list and got to go hang out backstage and shit. Wow, oh, that's pretty cool. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Some of the people that you would never expect were metalheads or in a metal band, you know, are rocking that shit harder than some people out there. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing to me, and it's like you know, and then like the ones that can play metal don't, and <coughs> that kind of bothers me. Yeah. yeah, like specifically Post Malone, right? I'm I want that good. guy to fucking put together a metal album because I know it would fucking rip. It would. <laughs> it, it would. It would. <laughs> I hate to admit that my damn self. But I hate to admit it to myself, but you know, <laughs> you know, he's collaborated with so many different people at this point, and anytime, you know, I just think he's funny to listen to, and I think he's a pretty cool guy to watch. Um, so anytime I watch an interview with him, he's always got Slayer or Megadeth in the background on his tour bus, and it's like, dude, just—I know you fucking want to, just fucking do it. It, it would—it's <laughs> gonna be a fucking banger, and I know it will fucking be a banger. I've seen clips of him doing uh, um, covers of like uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and shit, and that fucking guy just—that's <sighs> it, it, the type of stuff that we need in our community—is—is is that type of. Uh, Transition energy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that dude has a, uh, an energy about him, and he's just—he's so charismatic, and he's like—he's one of those um, few rap guys that is universally, pretty much universal, like pretty much not you know a hundred percent, but pretty much universally loved in the metal community. Um, you know, and I, I think him doing something like that would be a fucking amazing. You know, him and like. Another one that's universally loved is like Jelly Roll. Um, people love that yeah. fucking guy. Um, I met him back at Blue Ridge. He's a genuinely good fucking dude. That is a great fucking guy right there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's very humble. Very like, humble. Great. And he's very grateful for like you know just like his fans and the way he was received. Like because he you know I guess just to sell, you know, a lot of his stuff's recovery based and, you know, he caught a lot of flack for that in the beginning, but, you know, he's, he's, uh, prevailed and he stayed humble through success and everything. Like he gets so excited to still like hear his songs on the radio station in Nashville or something. Like it's the first time. Yeah. But, 
the dude is genuinely grateful for, you know, people that dig his music. Yeah, I remember watching um, part of his set that he did at Welcome to Rockville because they aired it on Twitch. I was watching part of it, and he was all excited that he was getting played on Octane on Sirius XM. Um, oh, and he, yeah. and he, yeah. was, he was talking about it. He was like, they're playing my song on Octane, guys. <laughs> like, that's he, – he was excited. Um, and that's the type of stuff that we, you know, we need to have in this community is that type of stuff, that positivity again. Um, but – that's another thing that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like he got a lot of flack for having that recovery and mental health stuff at the beginning of his career, where it was kind of like that, that dirty South, you know, rap stuff that he used to do or still kind of does. Um, yeah. And he got a lot of flack from the, the rap community because that's not what rap is about. And, and that kind of bothers me because, they all go through the same shit that we do. They, you know, and some of them are even worse because they grew up on the streets and did this and they do that and they talk about it, but they don't talk and they talk about what they went through, but they don't talk about how they feel or how they felt about it. And yeah, he, no. he talked about how he felt about it. And that's one of the reasons why I think he's so universally loved in the metal community is because we talk about stuff that we've gone through, but we also talk about how we feel about it as well. And that's yeah. another reason why I say that metal's so, you know, universally loved within our community because we're so open about the, how we feel and how, you know, we don't, we don't shy away from that. You know, how many different, you know, I can think of two off the top of my head. I know there's more, but there's two mental health organizations run by metal guys. You know, you got Sully runs one from Godsmack and then obviously, you know, um, August Burns Red has one as well, but you know, you can't, you can't say much about that outside the genre other than like Demi Lovato, you know, nobody else really talks about it outside of this genre. Now there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, I guess a lot of fronts are put on, like they just hide all that, the real stuff instead of expressing it. I think there's a lot of that's like showing off, like, you know, what's kind of not reality in a sense, like, a lot of videos and fancy cars and all that stuff. No, that's not reality. I got a, I got a camera. It's breaking down. And that perception, uh, and that perception of you know them not being hard or street hard anymore because they have emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, yeah. they put on front. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I might fucking get upset and have emotions. I'll still break your face. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter. Emotions you're so are... angry, Steve. Steve, you're just so angry. And he's an angry boy. Yeah. Why? With, like, <laughs> one of the biggest metal bands out there, you know, some of the most angry music, some of the stuff that they do and say on stage and whatever. But, like, Lamb of God. You know, Randy Bly is one of the biggest advocates for a lot of different things. And also in his spare time, he loves landscape photography. You, you will go around Richmond at any given day and see him out there just shooting landscapes and just taking pictures. And, the, oh, yeah. you, you know, it's like that is what that's what represents metal. It's not what you think it is, guys. <laughs> Are some of the nicest, like, nice. You go to like the heaviest, the heavy shows, like. You know, like there was one show I went to was Cannibal Corpse and Goat Whore and Black Dahlia Murder. And like, I got to meet quite a few of them. And it was like the nicest dudes in the world. Like, you know, like I'm a short guy, you know, kind of short. So like I go up to George Fisher from Cannibal and this dude's like that, you know, his neck's <laughs> like that. And, and I'm like scared he's going to eat me. But he's just talking like, you know, he's just a nerd. And <laughs> like World of Warcraft. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we all have hobbies. <laughs> just like everybody hobbies. else, they just have, you know, that certain image kind of to go through. Like you have your slip knots, but at the same time you also have your stone sours, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Don't say that. Well, what'd you say? What don't say what? <laughs> he said, or your machine gun Kelly's. We forbade him to say it again. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that on on this show. Um we don't that was uncensored. <laughs> oh, it's definitely thing. uncensored. And he is hey, hey though, you gotta think though, this dude single handedly caused I don't know how many millions of people to hate him, which is like one action. I mean <laughs> Yeah. If only I could be yeah. so 
<laughs> I mean, and we're still talking about it months later. Yeah, right. I mean, it's kind of impressive. Oh, that for press is good press type thing. Yeah, um, but what what bothered me about him is that you know Apparently he no. he's been in the he's been in the rock business quote unquote for a little over a year, and he felt the need to go after the if one of the biggest if not the biggest you know bands in fucking metal you know oh, on the same fucking day that they're fucking playing like dude come on really yeah yeah right you know take on a titan and see what happens <laughs> Corey's like, like i'm gonna fight all this all today <laughs> you know back in the 90s um a, a, a certain band went after oh, slipknot uh, yeah, a certain band went after Slipknot before they were huge, and they quickly dissipated. And only now, twenty years later, re, re, uh, you know, you know, getting back together, and that's Mr. Bungle. Um, so you know, don't fuck with don't fuck with Slipknot because they will destroy you. <laughs> yeah, they'll cancel your ass. Yeah. Be like, click, click, deleted. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> What I thought was funny about that whole situation is uh, Mr. Bungle played with them in the at the Mexico uh, Not Fest, you know, after all the shit that they talked about him in the 90s and they stole their image and yada, yada, yada. And now they're like, OK, we'll play with you guys. <laughs> Faith No More is not doing well anymore. So can we I'm going to I'm going to put uh, Mr. Bungle back together and we're going to we're going to play with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> can we have some sandwiches from your. <laughs> I loved Faith No More. Did not like Mr. Bungle. I wasn't a huge fan. Never heard. No, nope. me either. Yeah, it's it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything spectacular. The late singer of Faith No More decided to start a metal band, and they wore masks, and that was pretty much it. And it wasn't. It was like experimental metal it wasn't even like anything you could classify it was just odd <laughs> so everybody has to get out of it i guess gosh. yeah i mean i i got no hate for him but it just wasn't my thing again loved faith no more just did not like mr bungle exactly. mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, bring it back shit. <laughs> you gotta be a certain type of person to pull off the strangeness to it, like games man and canon mm-hmm yeah, he can different things and products. He, he, he's got all kinds of stuff going on, and it's all pretty good. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, he's got a fan bases that are into the the strange side or the more normal side. I mean, he's got a varying spectrum of fans. That's not a bad thing. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Some tool fans are fucking. Oh yeah, <laughs> those Tool fans are fucking loyal. They're like as bad as the Kiss Army. Worse, <laughs> right? Bunch of them, like worse because most Tool fans are fucking. <laughs> smart, so. I don't know, bro. Kiss is the only band that's ever had a coffin. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, still, like you see it once. Like that's not that big a deal, really. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe like 500 years from now when they're digging up bodies they'll be like oh this guy was kind of cool it's been like kiss party I like bodies party I think that's one of those bands that will be still be, the people will still be listening to in 500 years is kiss oh yeah god right. I hope not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some type of evolution to that Oh man, no. it's gonna be like the very Bill and Ted kind of future. It's just Kiss is gonna be the. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, music is definitely on the evolution. I'm talking to a band next week. That's not a band. It's one guy um, that started a band a few years back, and um, it's just himself. And um, when he was in the middle of doing it, he actually developed really bad Lyme disease, and um, ended up getting ended up becoming handicapped because of it and couldn't play instruments anymore. So he decided um, he has a really big background in IT and programming and stuff like that and built a band out of robots and now sings to this band that's nothing but robots playing instruments. It's not 
It's not Pro Tool. It's not anything else. It's literally programmed drums, like with a, a, a an actual robot playing the actual drums and the guitar and everything <laughs> like that. He programs it all. Um, the name of the band is uh, Electromancy. I'm talking to them, talking to him next week. I'm really excited about that because that is going to be an interesting conversation. But that you know that. I just a link to that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll email you the link to it. Um, it's fucking. It's the the music video that he one of the music videos he put out. Kind of really see the details he's put into some of these things that he does, and it's really fucking cool. Um, but that just, you know we just talked about the evolution of music, and that's definitely one of them. And I think that's really fucking awesome that he's doing that. It's like how that's like on how the other hand, Jason Becker gets Terminator's taking over our music too. Our buddies, two man band. Yeah, our buddies are a two man band. Yeah. So it's not common, uncommon. The way they run, the way they run their shit is it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's make it sound systematic yeah. devastation. They're pretty badass. Yeah, they're another just, local band. I'll check them out. If you fellas, oh yeah, got nice fluffy beards. Nice right. fluffy beards. <laughs> I'll have to check them out and give them a shout and give them get them on the show too. Yeah, definitely. Guys, it's been a fucking amazing conversation with you guys. I've really enjoyed it. Um. So, uh, close out the show real quick. Um, you guys playing anywhere anytime soon that people can come check you out? February 18th. 18th at the Hope House. The Twitch South Carolina. Stream? Is it? So, it's a Twitch stream show. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Top Heavy Productions is uh, going to be, uh, they're the ones stream, streaming that. Um, Pedro Pilito plays in a band called uh, Home for the Day. And his company is, uh, they're having us down. Uh, so, we're going to be playing with Systematic Devastation that night. Uh, the other band, I don't have the flyer, uh, can't get to it because we're on the Zoom call, but. Morgington. Yes. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty badass. Well, I'll definitely promote that for you guys and, uh, make sure people know about it and therefore we get you as many Twitch viewers as we possibly fucking can. February 18th. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And then after that, we got one in Salem, Virginia was home for the day also. Right, Joey? Yeah. And that's, uh, March, uh, 5th, 5th. Nice. It'll be on the uh, the happy hour page. Like we'll be uh, as soon as we get the promo done for that, it'll be posted. I'm pretty sure it was March 5th. We're playing uh, with Home for the Day and a couple of other bands that they're on tour with. We'll also have that linked at the BlackRoseMedia.com. Um, so go definitely. Thank you. No problem. So definitely check out Happy Hour Homicide at all their socials, and you can definitely check that out at the BlackRoseMedia.com. Um, guys, thank you so much for being here. I truly fucking appreciate it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll definitely have to have you have you back sometime soon. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you too, guys. Enjoy the snow. All right, man. Have a good night, guys. Yep. All right. Peace. All right, and that was the band Happy Hour Homicide. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I fucking did. Well, that comes to a close for the nights. I hope you guys enjoyed the show here on a Wednesday edition of the Dark Side of Music. We're going to go ahead and close out the show with one more song from Happy Hour Homicide in Hurricane Highway. Definitely come back again tomorrow for another edition of the show. I will be on that with the band oh, Tattered Sons. So definitely check out a Thursday edition of the show with the band Tattered Sons tomorrow. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. Here is Hurricane Highway by the band Happy Hour Homicide. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. (laughs) 